You are listening to the Manifested Sis Podcast, a safe space for women of color to explore all things manifesting, wellness, self-care, and personal development. You are always manifesting, and now you can do it intentionally and consciously to create the life of your dreams. Each episode gives you actionable tips and strategies from the spiritual to the practical that will help you get from where you are to exactly where you want to be with grace and ease. Thanks for tuning in. Here's your host, intuitive life coach, Danny Faust. Hello and welcome back to Manifest It Sis. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it every single episode. I am so excited to talk to you today about manifesting the partner of your dreams. But first, today's episode is brought to you by me. (laughs) If you want personalized one-on-one manifesting coaching, reach out to me. My coaching offers mindset, magic, manifesting, motivation, all smushed together to help you create a strategy for your dream life with ease. You can visit okdanny.com slash life dash coaching to learn more. And if you need guidance from spirit on what your next move is, or if you need clarity around something, or if you want to know if your current partner is the one, (laughs) reach out to me for a psychic reading. You can visit okdanny.com slash intuitive dash reading for that. Or you can just schedule it on calendly.com slash coach Danny Faust. As always, check the show notes for those links. And let's jump into today's episode. So today we are talking about manifesting the partner of your dreams. I have been getting a lot of feedback about this podcast and I'm very grateful. So thank you to everyone who has reached out to me and I hear you loud and clear. You want specifics on the basics of manifesting and I'm going to give you that. And I'm going to start with the most requested, which is manifesting your man. But let me actually clarify that. I speak very cis het. I just, that's my default. So I just want to let everyone know I am not trying to exclude anyone when I say that. I am working on my inclusive language. This is a podcast for women, so I always feel like I'm speaking to women. And I have to recognize that not all women like these dudes out here. (laughs) So I'm going to try my best to say partner or spouse at all times. But when I'm talking about my story, I'm certainly going to use man because my husband is one. But I just want you to please be gentle with me as I am trying to remember to not use my default cis-het language. Okay, so thank you for being patient with me. Okay, so I will start with my story of how I manifested my husband, and then I'm going to give you seven tips on how you can do the same with ease and healthy, loving kindness. (laughs) It does not have to be uh, a stressful part of your life. So my story starts 19 years ago. In May of this year, my husband and I have been together for 19 years. I am 38, so this is half of my life I have been with this man, Uh, for better or for worse. But when we got together, I was 19, and I was not taking him seriously, (laughs) to say the least. I'm not sure if he was dating other people. He maintains that he wasn't, but I was. (laughs) I was young, and it was, you know fun. So I wasn't taking him very seriously at first. And 
I was trying to maintain just a friendship, but that didn't last very long. We became more than friends and were dating for a while. That we met in 2001. 2001, yes. And we were very good friends, became more than friends, and were dating pretty seriously. And 2007 was it yes in 2007 we had a bad breakup and I thought it was the end but I wasn't in a place where I was gonna pine away for him (laughs) I knew what I wanted and I was very clear on wanting what I want (laughs) Like, I knew the life I wanted for myself. And at the time, my husband, well, let me call him John and not my husband, John, because you'll probably meet him on this podcast at some point. John was not that and seemed very far from that. So I, it had, it had to go. The relationship had to end. I knew what I wanted. I was very into the secret. <laughs> and I was like, listen, I'm going to manifest my best life. And you are a hindrance to that right now. So we broke up and I really, truly thought it was the end, but I didn't, I didn't waste time kind of, <sighs> What I suggest for people now is that when they have a a profound breakup, that they take time and they heal themselves and they really think about what they want and do all that kind of closure stuff. For me, it was very quick. I, I shut the door and I felt already that closure. I was like, no, that's not what I need. I'm ready to go on to find what I need. So it wasn't a very long downtime between breaking up with him and saying, okay, I'm ready to really find who's going to be my forever guy. So I mentioned that I was very into the secret at the time. So I wanted to use all of those kind of basic manifesting tools that I had. No shade to the secret. Let me just do a little quick sidebar. No shade to the secret. It is fantastic. It is a great first step. It is a great like basic level primer introduction to the laws of attraction and how manifesting can work in really make miracles in your life. So I'm not trying to downplay it. Okay. But it was really basic level. So it was, I was very much about, I'm going to be so positive about finding the right guy for me. And I'm going to think about him and I'm going to manifest him. You know, that's just where I was resonating at the time. And luckily that is what it took. So I, immediately kind of changed my mind about wasting time with a man who wasn't everything I wanted him to be. And that led me to writing down exactly what I did want. So this, I think, is the real powerful part for me, specifically for me manifesting my husband. I sat down and I wrote out everything that I wanted in a partner. And when I say everything, I don't mean you know, he's exactly six foot four and has blue eyes and brown hair. However, if you are doing it and you feel very strongly about those things, then do it. For me, it was more about, you know, he's over six feet tall, broad shoulders, easy smile, that kind of thing. I didn't narrow it down to eye color or, you know, how big the biceps are, (laughs) but I put in the general things on looks 
and very specific things on everything else. So I wrote about how he would treat his mom, how he felt about home ownership, how he felt about the plight of the black community, how he felt about dogs versus cats. Legit. (laughs) I everything, how confrontational or not he is, how um, much he donates to charities or gives his time to charities or volunteers, everything that was important to me, all sorts of stuff. It took me days to write this. The first time I sat down to write it, I think I, I pulled an Aaliyah and it was like a four page letter. And then throughout the week, I remember going back to it after work, I would come home and just, I would think about it on the subway and I would kind of daydream him up and I would remember more things to put on the list and I would go back to it for a couple weeks and write more things. And when I read it over, I would read it over each night as I'm writing more attributes about this dream husband of mine. As I would read it over, I would think about him and he would come to form the the feelings that I had about him and the way he treated me. Oh, there was a lot in that list that I wrote down about how he treated me, how he interacted with people. Was he an introvert, extrovert? I mean, everything that I could think of. So when you're doing this, because I, I think it's really a powerful exercise for you to do, when you're doing this, I want you to take your time and just write everything, everything, girl. <laughs> don't feel limited. You can just pretend you are ordering him out of a magazine and there's a list of attributes and you can just check off every single one and know that you're going to receive it from the manufacturer. I want you to think of it like that. So that's how I was doing it. And it was a very long list. And a lot of it was based on for for me, it was, a lot of it was based on the great things that I already loved about John and then things that I wanted, I would have loved him to have. So I, it was very much him with the changes that would have made him perfect for me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I wrote that all out and I lived my life. I lived my life. I was prepared to start dating. I was open to it. I was starting, I think I started dating a little bit, but nothing major. Once I was very like brutal on first dates. (laughs) Once there was something that I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, it was, I just knew it was just done. I had very little patience for maybe no I was like I know exactly who this person is going to be sorry dude you're not it (laughs) I did not say this to the person I'm dating but you know so I was very very firm on what I wanted and I believe that you have to be as well and no maybe he'll grow into who you want no no that's not you're not here for a grower you're here for a shower So yeah, that's what I did. I wrote that out and started dating. And then I can't remember right now very clearly how long it was, guys, but it wasn't it wasn't months. It might have been it might have been one month, six weeks, maybe that I feel like that might even be too long. It might have been just a month where John came back basically and was like, hey, basically, I love you. Look at these changes I've made in my life. Let's give this another shot. And I shit you not, the changes that he made were the things from my list that I had written out that I wanted in my next that John did not have. So it was just as if he transformed into what I wrote on the page. 
except for being a multimillionaire. <laughs> that was the only part that he did not fit into. But yeah, he it's it was it was like magic. And at first, I'll tell you what happened what at what I did that I don't want you to do. I didn't believe it. I was a little too cautious. And I want you to, when you, when it feels right and you meet the person who does meet everything on your list, I want you to trust it. (laughs) I didn't at first, but I did give him a shot because of course we were together for years and I still loved him. I just knew that the old him was not the right one. And here he comes as the new him saying, I am the right one. Let's do this. So I cautiously went into it and here I am, you know, two children and a happy marriage later it was clearly the right choice for me. And I'm not saying that necessarily if your your ex comes back and says, I've changed, that you should take him back. I want you to be very, very thorough in your due diligence about it. But I want you to be open to it, I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah, that's my story. Broke up, wrote out what I wanted. He transformed into what I wanted and came back and turned into what it is now. That's not what I was expecting at all. I expected it to be something new. I want you to just also keep that in mind that it may be someone that you know, it may be someone you've met before, and it also may not. In my mind, it was going to be a whole new person. We were going to meet, we were going to lock eyes, we were going to fall in love. (laughs) It was going to be super romantical, you know, but that's not how it turned out for me. And I'm happy because it was the right the right end for my love story. So for you guys, that's my story and I'm sharing it to share it for you. I have some tips that I really want you to take to heart and I hope they resonate. Take what resonates with everything I say, y'all with everything I say, take what resonates, set aside what doesn't resonate right now and go forward in that space, you might re-listen in a few months and something new will resonate for you. So just keep that in mind because you're always growing. I'm always growing. We're all always growing. So different things are going to hit just right at different times. Okay. So here are my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tips for manifesting the partner of your dreams. So numero uno is really the most important, I think. And it is vibing at love. <laughs> so be on loving levels, vibe at the, at the frequency of love as much as you can. And this is romantically or not, just be loving, lead with love in all situations. When you are at work and people are testing you, take a deep breath and lead from love. Remember that you are love at your core. You are literally a love being <laughs> made from love, with love, out of love. <laughs> love just love <laughs> and romantic or not okay just as you're dealing with things people kind of push to get past you on the subway don't start beefing take a deep breath you know hey maybe they really have somewhere to go they might be rushing to the hospital to see a loved one who is about to pass away and they're stressed out and you're just trying to get to work so give them your loving blessing and move forward really kind of emanate love in all you do especially in your interactions with other people and give people grace the same grace that I want you to lead with love with yourself and give yourself that we've talked about on other episodes I want you to just give that to other people 
Number two is a really important one. It is healing, clearing, and being available and ready for real love. So you might write that whole list out and be closed off, still hurt, bitter about your ex, still wanting revenge, still driving by his house, (laughs) still stalking his new girl on Facebook and like making fake profiles and cursing her out. (laughs) Some young shit, you know, you might still be in a really yucky place and talking about, oh, I'm ready for love. No, you are not. Stop it. You are ready for therapy. So I want you to really heal and clear yourself out and be available and ready for love. And what I mean by that is letting go, letting go of the past hurts and knowing that you can have love. I want you to let go of the exes. Take the good parts from those relationships, what you learned, how you grew, and then release everything else. All else doesn't matter. It really doesn't. The only thing that matters of these past relationships is how it impacted you and informed you to go forward as a better being, right? So do what you need to do to heal. If it's reading the books, if it's listening to the podcasts about getting over shit, if it's going to therapy, if it's getting one of those um, talk therapy apps and, you know, texting with a therapist, if it's meditating, whatever you got to do to woosah, heal, and clear out all the gunk you have around relationships so you are ready for your new boo, do that. If you need help with that, call me. I can help clear you out energetically and I can help you with some tips on how to really go forward in a more open-hearted way. Physically, number three, physically in your home, I want you to be ready for love. Physically in your body, I want you to be ready for the love. So clear all that stuff out your house, all this old stuff, things that does not resonate with you, old clothes you can't fit, get it out. Pictures of the exes, get it out. Anything that your horrible ex bought for you that you're still using, replace it, sis. Get his energy or her energy out of there. Get your physical space open and clear for what you want. If you have pictures on your wall that are negative or closed off, take them off your wall. Put up pictures of hearts and love and peace and bunnies and rabbits, whatever, like... Make your space a a cocoon of love. Make it represent love and romance and connection and community. Make it feel like a warm space that welcomes new, loving, healthy energy with your body. Girl, get a physical. (laughs) If you are closing yourself off to love because, okay, I'll look for a, a partner when I lose this weight. Well, girl, just lose the weight and find the partner or find the partner and then lose the weight. Either way, you have to make your body ready for love too. So go to the gyno, sis. <laughs> Legit. I'm not joking. Go to the gyno. There is, first of all, just for your natural, for your health, obviously. But there is an energetic shift when you are doing things like that for yourself, when you're taking care of yourself on that medical level, as well as on your physical level, just, you know, combing hair, brushing teeth, all that hygiene level. And then above that, where you're dressing up fancy and putting on makeup and heels or whatever, there's different levels and layers to your self-care, care of yourself that are attracting 
different things to you. So if you're at that base level where you're not even going to the doctor, you're basically, you're barely brushing your hair, you're throwing on the same t-shirt every day and you're just want, want down there. What are you going to bring in? Where are you resonating? Who, who, what junky dusty fool is going to be attracted to you, right? Not the people on the list that you make, right? So you have to resonate and physically be where you want to resonate with the energy of the person that you want. I hope that's clear. And no, I'm not saying that you need to be at your goal weight before you find love. No, 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 no. You need to be feeling great about your current weight as you are going to attract the person that's for you. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So physically, I want you to prepare yourself, your body, your home, your space. If you're, if you don't live alone, then you're all the space in the home that you live. That is your domain. Make it resonate on with love. Get out all the stuff from your ex, please, for the love of God. His old letters, you do not need to be reading. Those old pictures, you do not need to be looking at. Burn them. Burn them. And I am not joking. Put them in the sink. Light them on fire. Be safe, though, okay? Do it in the sink so that you can just pour water on if the flame goes too high. <laughs> okay. So that's physically be ready for love. My next tip is to know exactly what you want. Write it out in detail. That's basically what I said in my story. So I want you to do that and know that it can change. You might think, oh man, I've got to have a nine to, I can't have a nine to five man. (laughs) I need an entrepreneur if you're like a certain somebody. And hey, maybe that's your thing. Maybe you don't want a nine to five person. And if that's for you, then that's okay. However, I want you to think a little deeper than that type of a sentence and think about what it is about the nine to five characteristics that you do and do not want. What is it about the entrepreneur characteristics that you do and do not want? And write those down instead of those blanket general statements that make you sound crazy. No offense to anyone who said anything about that. Anyway, so know exactly what you want, girl. Know from the Ruta to the Tuta, what you're trying to bring into your life and know that it'll shift, know that it'll change, know that you are allowed to cross things out and rewrite it whenever you want, because whatever you want is for you and whatever you want wants you to. So girl, have no shame. I want his dick to be this big and this sturdy. Write it down. Write it down if it matters to you. I want him to lick his lips like LL when he looks at me. Write it down. Write it down. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. Do you hear me? I need you to recognize that you can have exactly what you want. Exactly who you want. I know that a lot of people say that you can't manifest the person you want. And I am a believer that you can asterisk (laughs) with a little, a little caveat. Like, I'm not saying that you're going to write down this whole list that describes Idris Elba and that he's going to knock on your door, (laughs) but you're going to get the the essence of Idris when you write down these things and you're going to recognize like, oh my God, I got my Idris. Do you hear me? Do you feel what I'm saying? I hope you do. So, although I am a believer in miracles and maybe he will knock on your door, the real one. I'm, I am not putting any limits on your magic, sis. Not a bit. <laughs> okay. So know what you want. Write it down. I think we have covered that really thoroughly. I want you to number five. Okay. Know, what the hell am I saying? Know who you are and what you bring to the table. Okay. Okay. About this. I want you to know who you are 
and what you stand for, what you will and will not accept, how much you deserve. I want you to just stand firm in your greatness. And I have to have a quick little sidebar about what are you bringing to the table? I use the term, what are you bringing to the table? Because it's a common term and you know what I mean when I say it. But if anybody's asking you what you're bringing to the table, kick them out the door. (laughs) Because really, did you build the table, bro? Did you, did you construct this table? No. Did you buy it? No. So what do you care what I'm bringing? What are you bringing to the table? And why didn't you build it? Go and construct the table. And then you can ask me what I'm bringing to it, fool. I have strong feelings about this, especially with the memes that I see around on social media with that are just really so divisive, especially between men and women. It's like, come on. Are we on the same team or not? Because either way, we all want the same thing. We want to feel loved. We want to be connected. We want to partner for life. So why are we doing this to each other? So F you and your table. Why don't you build me one and then you can ask me about it? Bloop. Okay. But that's just my very strong personal opinions about that. And I'm going to get back into the nice general woo woo for you. So know who you are and what you bring to the table. And the what, the reason I'm saying this is so that you don't accept anything other than the best for you. Let me just give you a spoiler alert. You deserve whatever it is you want. You could bring nothing to the the table at all except your cute little self and still deserve everything you wrote on that list. Just know that, okay? Because what you want is what you want and what you want wants you to. You need to recognize that you don't need to do anything to be deserving of what it is that you want. You exist, you're breathing right now, you deserve what you want. Period, point, blank, boom, cat, pow, done. You feel me? You better feel me. Because if you don't believe it, I want you to just rewind that and just listen to it again. Because you're automatically deserving. The fact that you exist and are alive and can listen to this podcast right now, you're automatically deserving. You are automatically worthy of whatever the fuck you want. Uh, A partner or otherwise. Know that in your fucking soul, please. Thank you. Okay. Moving on to number, what are we up to, girls? Oh, six. Stay high vibed regarding love. No man bashing and stuff like that. Okay. So... I mean, that's really, that's it. Stay high vibed around love. If your friends are wah, wah, men ain't shit, do not, don't engage. Like, let that be the little light bulb for you to transfer the conversation to something else or leave the conversation. Just stay high vibed around it. Know that you're going to get it. And in order for you to know that you have to keep a positive energy around attracting that love, around the type of person that you want about other men or women don't let your friends or uh, news articles or gossip magazines or anything that you're seeing make you feel like the love you want isn't going to happen or that the pickings are slim that's another one there are so many people on this damn earth I don't even know how many people there are in this world in your town in the town next to yours like there are so many people we got too much population people talking about the pickings are slim no you just haven't found the one that is exactly yours right just yet if you even believe in there being one and let me just sidebar if you are polyamorous if you are if you don't believe in the the one that's cool too this is just for the partners that you are bringing into your life whether it's one or 20 okay so just want to make that clear so the slim pickings arguments and the oh there ain't there's no good people out there let's just 
call that what it is. That person who's saying it, it is their limit. It is their limiting belief. And they may hold really strongly to that belief. But guess what? You don't have to adopt it. You can say, all right, well, maybe this one pickings for you. But I know that my boo is out there. I know that my partner is going to be all these things on my list and I'm ready for it. Okay, so just stay high vibed with if you see a story about domestic abuse, turn that off. Just turn it off the TV real quick. Don't even put that in your mind. Just think about the stories that you know of people who have been happily together for a while or dream up a story. Shoot. That actually leads to my next one, which is watch and read and even write love stories that resonate with you. I. I hate romantic comedies. <laughs> Personally, I just, I hate it. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets back to galler. Uh, I can't stand them. But I do love fast forwarding them all the way to the very end where they come back together. I love it because I just know they're going to come back together. And it's like, I just want to see the happy ending. I don't need to see all this bullshittery before it. <laughs> so that's just me. But if you like romantic comedies, if you like romances, watch them. Let that pour into you. Listen to to podcasts that have love stories on them. There's so many love story podcasts you can listen to. Listen to stories of transformative love. Of Listen to my story of someone not being right and then coming back perfect and you know, the love growing from there. Listen to talk to people who have happy marriages and talk to them, ask old married couples, the secret, like what's the secret to love. And even if they started out horrible, they're going to tell you some sweet shit when you ask anyway. So, so be prepared for that and just soak up positivity around love, around romance, and kind of don't close your eyes as if there is no negative in the world. Like, don't just be all crazy Pollyanna. Like, I don't believe in bad. Uh, like, don't be an idiot. But don't soak up the negative stories because the world has a negative bias and you're going to see way more negative stories than positive ones, period. So you're going to have to consciously choose to find the good. And that's part of your mission in in whatever you're trying to manifest, a partner or otherwise, you're going to have to choose to find the good and choose to stay at a high vibe around what it is you're trying to manifest. And specifically with trying to manifest your partner, your mate, you're going to have to stay in a good space around interpersonal relationships, communication, uh, domestic issues. So whatever you see, all the news, whatever you hear people talking about, keep your mind right, basically. And remember that with manifesting, your thought becomes a feeling, becomes action. So what you allow to come into your thought world. And remember, it's all energy, right? Thoughts are just energy. And then it turns into a different type of energy when it gets into your body and you feel it. And then it turns into a different type of energy when it's in action and it's kinetic, right? So really pay attention to what you're allowing allowing to feed you in the thought space. <laughs> that way, if you catch it at thought space, it doesn't have time to turn into a feeling and then turn into an action. And what I mean by that in in a practical thing is, okay, you're watching the news and you're, you see about how, I don't know, something, a woman, something bad happened to a woman on a date. I don't know. And now it's in your head and now you have a date this evening. So now you're on guard. And now when you're talking to the date, you're 
it, that's, so you're on guard, that's the feeling, right? And then now it comes out into action. When you're on the date, you're kind of giving him the cold shoulder or you're not being open enough. And, you know, he feels that energy from you. And so he's closed off. So a potential really great date who could have been a great mate, it's cut off at the past because you've allowed that thought to turn into a feeling, to turn into your action and impact the way you're on this date. That makes sense? I hope it does. So really be mindful of what you're allowing in to your thought space and yeah, just stay at a vibe of love. That was number one. And that's number eight. I just made it number eight too. (laughs) Stay at a vibe of love y'all. Okay. Do all the things that you see, all the tips and tricks. You want to make a a love candle? Go for it. Do all the magic stuff that you want. Write the lists. uh, Sit and meditate about him, whatever you want. But ultimately, you have to stay in the vibe of love. Him or her, sorry. Um, But ultimately, you have to stay in the vibe of love to bring it into your life. So be loving in all your interactions and allow the love back. All right. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And again, if you guys want help with manifesting one-on-one personalized manifesting coaching, call me if you want a reading and need guidance or clarity around love or anything else. Call me. The links are in the show notes. And that's what I've got for you today. I hope this resonates. I hope that you are either in love, falling in love, going to find your love, ready for love, open to love, 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 (laughs) y'all. And I hope that you do manifest the partner of your dreams. Any questions, as always, you can shoot me an email at danny at okdanny.com. You can get at me on Instagram at the Danny Faust. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate y'all more than you know. Bye.